let's pray father we give you praise we thank you for the opportunity and for the gift of life we thank you that you are with us and you've been with us and you continue to be with us lord we've gathered lord to share your word reveal the truth of your word to us by your spirit may we grow in our knowledge of jesus christ may we grow in our knowledge and in our fellowship with you in the name of jesus christ may any hindrance be removed in the name of jesus precious holy spirit move even by your word you said that you send forth your word and you heal their diseases as your word go forth let there be a transformation in the lives of my hearers let there be a transformation in everything they do in jesus name we pray with thanksgiving amen all right, thank you so much for joining us. I welcome you specially. I'll be leading us today to actually continue on the series we started. And so um, for those who have not um, paid attention to the series we've started, I will do a bit of a recap. And I believe that God is going to talk to you. God is going to talk to us. He's going to reveal a lot of truth unto us. You see, there's something about the word of God, you see. The Bible says that God created everything by his word and there was nothing created that wasn't by the word. He said that he made sure that everything that was created was by his word. And so whatever we see was actually from the word of God. And so when we meet together like this to share the word of God, we are actually engaging the creative power of God. And so you need to have this understanding as you've joined us today that you are actually engaging the creative power of the word of God. And this creative power has the ability to transform your life. It has the ability to solve whatever problem and challenges that you're going through. All you need to do is to believe the word because nothing that we see was actually created out of vacuum they came from the word of god and so as we share the word of god i am pleading with you to actually open your heart and believe that god is going to improve your life he's going to transform your life he's actually going to make things work together for you in the name of jesus and so have this open heart and open mind that god is actually going to make things work together for you and he's going to improve your condition in the name of jesus amen all right so thank you so much um we started a series on who is jesus christ who is jesus christ and if um you've not watched the previous video um we have a membership group so just share on your timeline share on any group that you have i believe that god is going to speak to somebody this evening in jesus name so we started to look at who is jesus christ and we picked the story right from the creation, the account of creation, where God gave man dominion over whatever he has created. And we saw that man lost that dominion. So man lost his place by doing what God instructed him not to do. And so man lost his place and man actually died. So God instructed them that they shouldn't eat of the tree which was in the midst of the garden, the tree of good and evil. And they ate of the tree. And so God told them that the day you eat of the tree, you will die. So man died. And we came to a point to understand that the death, in as much as it's the death we know, was actually being cut off from your maker. So God created man and he breathed into man. And so the breath of God into man is what made man a living soul. That's what the Bible says. And so if we are cut off from the one who actually made us a living soul, that means that we are actually dead. Do you get what I mean? And so we came and we went on further to understand that the act that man did was actually the act of sin. Because that act was what gave room for sin to reign over man. And so the act of Adam is what led to sin and death reigning over man. And then we moved on further to understand that and we read the book of Romans chapter 5 verse 12 and we came to an understanding that through Adam, death and sin reign over humanity. Okay? Death and sin reign over humanity. But then Jesus came. So maybe for the sake of our recap, we can read the scripture. Romans chapter 5 verse 12 quickly. Just to help with the um, explanation. So um, Romans chapter 5 verse 12 quickly. 
So the word of God says that, Wherefore, as by one man, sin entered into the world, and death by sin. So sin came and then death followed. Because the Bible says that the wages of sin is death. So sin is, death is actually the maturity of sin. And then, so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. So we came to um, do a bit of understanding about there are two types of sin. So I'll, maybe you can call it two dimensions of sin or two aspects of sin. Um, we are not dealing with semantics here. The, 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 the understanding is that there are two dimensions of sin. So the first dimension is the sin that entered into the world by the act of Adam. So all for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's what the Bible says. Why? Because of the sin of Adam. So you are a sinner not because you did something. Do you get what I mean? So David said that I was I was conceived in sin and I was born in sin. Why would David say I was conceived in sin? Because this sin is not because David has done something wrong. It was as a result of Adam. And so because Adam committed this sin, Adam and his seeds are all sinners. So that is the first dimension of sin, sin by nature. That is what um, the Spirit of God guided us to categorize it. And then we moved on further to know the sin by works. So the sin by works, even though this is to help us to understand the dimension of sin, the sin of works is actually an act committed by people who have come to accept Jesus. Because now through sin, death reigned, but Christ came, okay? Christ came and he brought life. So anyone who, so we read the book of John chapter 3 verse 16 that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him should not perish by that sin that leads to death but then have everlasting life. So people who have come into Christ, who have come to know about God, who are now born again, their acts can be categorized as sin. So the first sin is the sin by nature. So if your nature is sin, whatever you do, whether good or bad, it doesn't matter. So anybody who is of the line of Adam, anybody in this world who have rejected God or had rejected the Savior sent to us is within this category. So whether you do something good or you do something bad, it's the nature that categorizes you. It is not just your act. But then we come to a point to understand that if you come into Christ, you can behave in a certain way or do things that Christ don't accept. And those things are categorized as sin. So this type of sin is not sin by nature, but then it's sin by works. And so we read some few scriptures about this, this type of sin. So today we are moving on further to keep on understanding who Jesus Christ is. Okay, so who Jesus Christ is. Now, when man committed sin, we have to understand that God had a plan. So the plan that God had was actually Jesus Christ. So in the book of Romans chapter 6, verse number 23 so let's read romans chapter 6 quickly verse number 23 thank you jesus the word of the lord says for the wages of sin is death don't forget he says that by one man sin entered into the world and sin led to death okay now in verse uh, romans 6 verse 23 says the wages of sin is death but the gift of god is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So the gift of God, so the wages of sin is death. But then God has given us a gift and this gift is eternal life. But this eternal life is through Jesus Christ. Are you following? And so we've come to a point to understand that now there is something that God actually sent to deliver man. So when you combine John chapter 3 verse 16 to Romans chapter 6 verse 23, you get to understand that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So this everlasting life you are going to have comes from this person known as Jesus Christ. And this life is what we refer to as eternal life. So God, because God lost man, his plan is to get man back to himself. And so he sent Jesus Christ to us that anyone who believe in him would not fall within the category of the first man. Adam, but then fall within the category of the second man, which is Jesus Christ. Are you following? So we've come to understand that salvation is through Jesus Christ. 
So God has given us a gift, which is amazing. And this gift is only through Jesus Christ. Let's read 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. We are still understanding who Jesus Christ is. Okay, so when you are when you come to believe in Jesus, you need to understand what he represents. You need to understand who he is and why Jesus in the first place. So that is what we are really we are really looking at to understand from the word of God who he is and what that means to us. Are you are you okay? So in the book of First Corinthians, chapter 15, right from verse 21, I read it says, For since by one man death since for since by man came death, by man also the resurrection of the dead. So now he's bringing out some interesting conversation. Now God wants to redeem man. But because sin came by man, he had to redeem man by sending another man. So this is what Paul is trying to tell us. And he's saying, for all in Adam, for us in Adam all die. Even so in Christ shall all be made alive. So now the picture is that Adam, humanity under adam and then christ as a separate entity so one man represents you know represent the represented because by the sins of man and the wages of sin is there so adam represented and then jesus christ and he too represents life so in verse 23 he says something interesting he says but every man in his own order, Christ, the first fruit, afterwards, they that are Christ at his coming. Okay, so in other words, I'm going to read Amplified Version. It says, But each in his own rank and turn. So Adam has a rank, that's why he's referred to as the first man, but then Jesus is also referred to as the second man. And Christ, the Messiah, is the first fruit. Then those who are Christ's own will be resurrected at his coming so now christ came to die so that when we believe in him it will be credited to our account that we are we are also part of the children of god so because one man sinned adam sinned now by by every means we are credited by what adam did so is it that christ came to die for us so that if you believe in christ what happens is that that is also credited to you so now you have the choice to choose whether to remain in the state of Adam or to actually remain or renew your turn or turn away and come unto Jesus who has the eternal life, which is the gift of God to man. Are you following the story? So it is very interesting to understand who Jesus is because he represents the life of God. When man fell, he is the one that God actually sent to us to bring us liberty to bring us the life we lost but as a matter of fact the life he has brought us is even higher than the life adam had which is not for today so it's interesting to understand that one man represents it and the other represents life the choice is yours who would you choose where would you want to go please i hope you understand so this understanding of the gift that Jesus being a gift sent to us or the gift that comes with Jesus, which is eternal life. It is very, very key for us to understand then what does Jesus represent? Because if he is coming with life, who is he? So when we come to understand who he is, that will make us have more knowledge or have will make, that will make us be rest assured that indeed the eternal life he is bringing us is really important and we would understand and value it so much the more hallelujah so god bless you so much for following so this is a bit of a recap so today we are going to move on further we are going to move on further to understand to demystify who jesus christ really is so we'll start with isaiah chapter chapter 9 verse 6 to 7 there are many people who say well i'm a christian but they don't even understand who jesus is You've come to believe in Jesus. You believe that he came to die for you. He has brought you eternal life. But who is he? What does he represent? And what does that mean for you as a believer? Because when you uncover this truth, it will help you to maximize. You know, you can have, let's say you can have a phone. Okay. And there are many functions in the phone. But sometimes you will never know. So there are some people, they just have the phone because they just want to take pictures. Or maybe you have iPhone 
um what's the difference between maybe iphone 12 pro max and iphone 14 pro max most of the time you find out that they have spec differences so they have specifications the specifications and the advancement of the technology within the phone is what increases the value of the phone but it will shock you that someone may have iphone 14 pro max and wouldn't maximize the phone and the reason is because either the person doesn't know what the phone can do maybe all they know about the phone is that maybe the phone can just take pictures and the phone maybe you can use it to make a call and that's it maybe they are, but they are advanced uses that the phone can do and so if you don't know it you may go to buy another gadget thinking that specification or specific use is not imbibed in your phone but for all you know if you can only discover the features of your phone you wouldn't maybe buy another gadget because whatever you need is within the phone and so we have jesus and we say yes jesus is our savior but have you sat down to really evaluate what does jesus represent what are the things that are within jesus and how can i make use of it so that is the purpose of this topic so take it very serious you can be a believer maybe you you have so much understanding about maybe the faith but you don't really understand what jesus represents hallelujah so in the book of isaiah chapter 9 shall we read isaiah the book of isaiah isaiah chapter 9 verse number 6 to 7 he says so this is a prophecy about jesus okay the prophecy is now telling us about who god was going to send to redeem the world very interesting very very interesting so let's read he says for unto us a child is born unto us a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called wonderful counselor the mighty god the everlasting father the prince of peace he says of the increase of his government verse 7 of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end upon the throne of david and upon his kingdom to order it or establish it with judgment with justice from henceforth even forever and he says the zeal of the lord will perform this it's very interesting he's now trying to say some few characteristics of this person he says that he's a wonderful counselor he's a mighty god an everlasting father prince of peace and now he begins to say some of the things that he'll be doing he says that he's going to order his kingdom in verse 7 he says that he's going to establish his kingdom and judgment and justice from henceforth so we are seeing some of the things that the prophecy talks about the messiah which is very interesting and so when we come to understand who he is it is going to help us to know where we fit in within this prophecy in terms of what that the use of christ will be for us and the blessings attached to these understandings so it's very important so um, we are going to look at 15 descriptions of Jesus and what that means to us as believers. So our subtopic for who Jesus is. Okay, we are going to look at 16 descriptions of Jesus and what that means to us as believers. So the Bible emphatically describes Jesus in many ways and i've been able to capture 16 which i'm going to discuss with us if god permits and there are some more we'll look at it but then i've identified 16 characteristics or features of who, this jesus and what that mean to us and so as we go through these characteristics you need to understand that it has a meaning to us and it has some benefits to us and this is what we need to be able to construct and connect because when you understand the benefit as i use the phone for an example you can know how to maximize jesus you can know how to use him for your good amen all right so number one grab your pen and paper and write it down number one so we are going to look at them one after the other i'm hoping by the grace of god we can look at two of those so two of the description of jesus christ and we would then look on further for some more number one jesus is the way jesus is the way wow description of jesus jesus is the way jesus is the way let's read john chapter 14 verse 6 john chapter 14 verse 6 very powerful he says jesus said unto him 
I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by but me. Wow. I am the way. He used a definite description here. The way. Wow. He says, I am the way. So, don't forget how we have constructed our understanding to this point. He says that man got disconnected from God. And now, God wants to get man back to himself. And this man comes in to say, he is the way. What does this mean? We will go further into it. Let's read another scripture. Isaiah chapter 35 verse 8. The book of Isaiah chapter 35 verse 8. And an highway shall be there, and a way, and it shall be called the way of holiness. This is a prophecy. He says, a highway shall be there. And that way, it shall be called the way of holiness. And he says, the unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for those, the wayfaring men, though fools, shall not err therein. Wow. Let's read other versions that will make it more simplified. I'm reading the Amplified Version. It says, And a highway shall be there. Don't forget, it says a highway. And a way. And it shall be called the holy way. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for the redeemed. Who are the redeemed? The wayfaring men, yes, the simple ones and fools shall not err in it and lose their way so the scripture is trying to make us understand that there is actually a way and this way is called a holy way but then this way is for the redeemed does it connect to our understanding don't forget that if you come into christ he says you shall if whoever believes in him should not perish you are not going to miss the way but then you shall have everlasting life and he's saying that this way there is a way and the redeemed those who have the everlasting life of god can are the only people who can access this way so that means that Jesus represents the pathway to God and it is he that has the print, the blueprint to direct us onto where we need to get to in God. Hallelujah. So let's do something interesting. In the book of Matthew chapter 7 verse 13. Matthew chapter 7 verse 13. You see, we are trying to learn the word of God and so we read a lot of scriptures, okay? Because the word is what would actually bring light to us. He says, the entrance of thy word. Give it light and understanding to the simple. Matthew chapter 7, verse 13. I read. He says, Enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in that wow this is this is very interesting he said that there is a, a particular way there is one which is a straight way and there's another one which is a broad way so that means that one is narrow and one is broad and he said that many people are found on the broad road but then there's a and those who are found on the broad road goes into destruction but then those who are found on the narrow road they find life wow i'm gonna read other versions to make it very interesting he says, NLT says, you can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. Jesus is saying, I am the way. The highway to hell is broad and its gate is wide for the many who choose the easy way. Wow. So the road that, other than the road of Christ, there is a road that people find themselves on and it is leading to destruction. And I love what the NLT says. It says that it is so wide to accommodate the number of people who miss this narrow way that leads to salvation. So we need to understand that Jesus represents the way. So which way? The way that leads to the Father. The Father we got disconnected from. He is the one that carries the blueprints, the path. That can lead us to the Father. That is why he is saying he is the way. And interestingly, nobody spoke like Jesus. Nobody, no man ever spoke as Jesus spoke. He spoke with so much certainty and confidence because he knew what he meant. Amen. So it's very interesting for us to understand some of these realities that if we want to get to the Father, there is the way and that is Jesus. And he makes us understand that when we miss this path, 
There is another road which is very broad. I remember at some point I had a vision. And in the vision, I saw it was like the world was coming to an end. And I saw um, so many, like many people on count of like millions and they were singing. And it was like people were, it was, they were all following in, following in the same direction and they were singing. So I was wondering what's happening. Why are these people singing? And it's like, and the interesting thing is that the people behind or the people at the back, they were singing the song. Meanwhile, the song, the, the tune of the song was not even there. So it's like they were singing as others are singing. So all of a sudden, I was taken to the front and I saw some group of group of leaders who are more like musicians leading these people. And the people at the back, they didn't even know what was happening at the front. And then I saw that this mass majority of people were descending downwards. And lo and behold, I saw they were descending into hell. I was like, what? But then, there were people at the back who didn't even know where they were going. They were just enjoying the, the, the move. They were just enjoying the flow. You see? And this this vision confirms the scripture. It says, broad is the way. Because you could see many people. But then Jesus is the way. He is here. He is here to lead you to get reconciled back to God. That is his mission. And so you need to understand that when you believe in Jesus... He has the blueprint for you to get to the destination. Amen. So we can't always think that we know what we are doing and exclude the one who actually has the blueprint. Okay. To the location that we are going to. Let's read the scripture. Matthew chapter 24 verse 5. Matthew chapter 24 verse 5. Hallelujah. It says... Now, this scripture reveals some of the warnings of Christ to us. Okay? Um, he actually reveals some warnings to us. And so, it's really important for us to understand some of these warnings anyway. So, um, Matthew chapter 24, verse 5. I read, he says, from verse 4, he says, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. Wow. Now the way he's talking. So see him as the one who has the blueprint to the father. And he says, be careful that no man deceives you. Wow. Why is Jesus saying that? The next verse, he says, for many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ and shall deceive many. Many shall come and say, I am Christ and shall deceive many. Why is this the case? Because these people will come claiming they are the way. And when you study history, it's really interesting when you do a lot of reading about the Jews and the Messianic prophecies, you understand that even before Jesus came, there were people who came and proclaimed that they were the Christ. Until they died and they realized that it wasn't working. They weren't. So, as before Jesus came, there were people who came to proclaim they were Christ, but they were not. And Jesus is making us to understand that even though he had come, there are people who shall say, that they are the Christ. They are the Redeemer. They are the ones who are going to take you to your Father. And he says, be careful. Be very careful of those people. Luke chapter 21, verse 8. The book of Luke chapter 21, verse number 8. I read, it says, And he said, Take heed that ye be not deceived, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ. And the time draweth near. Go ye not there for after them. Wow. So he's trying to make us understand that these people will come and say, I'm a Christ. Look at something. Don't go after them. That means that they are saying that they are the way. They are the way to the Father. They are the way to the God who created us. But then he says, be careful. Because these people are deceiving you. He says, the way is narrow and it is him he is the way hallelujah I, ho I hope you are enjoying this so he's trying to make us understand that he is the way and this is one of the, the characteristics of jesus one of the feature of jesus this is one of the scriptures or the scriptures or descriptions of jesus and so when you come to understand this reality you would understand that okay so if i want my journey as a believer 
to move on. I want my journey as a Christian to move on further. I need to come to a point to understand that the only person who can lead me is Jesus. And so Jesus becomes the standard. No man is the standard. He says that take heed. Many shall come in my name. I'm Christ. Shall come in my name. I'm this. Be careful. Hallelujah. So it's very interesting. It's good that we've been able to establish these things. Okay. That many shall come in my name that they are Christ and they are not. In the book of 2 John chapter 1 verse 2 John chapter 1 verse 7. We are still unpicking the way. Jesus is the way. So we have understood from what, what we've actually discussed that Jesus is the way that leads to the Father. And then we've come to a point to understand that many people shall claim that they are the way. He says, be careful, don't go after them. And then we've also established that the way that will lead us to salvation, that will lead us to the Father, that we got cut off from as a result of Adam's sin, is Jesus Christ. He is the way. And so we should hold him dear. We should understand that even as you have come into Christ, nobody, no man can direct you on the path that leads to your salvation, the path that will lead you to the Father or the path that connects you to the Father, excluding Jesus. So Jesus is the main focus in this regard. I, I believe someone is enjoying it. So that's one thing you need to know. So Second John chapter 1, verse 7. 2nd John chapter 1 verse 7 quickly I read he says let's start from um let's start from verse 5 he says and now I beseech thee lady not as though I write a new commandment unto thee but that which we have heard from the beginning that we love one another and this is love that we walk after his commandments this is the commandment that ye have heard from the beginning ye should walk in it so don't forget there is a commandment and because john says that he loves this lady he's trying to make her understand the commandment look at verse 7 for many deceivers are entered into the world who confess not that jesus christ is come in the flesh this is a deceiver and an antichrist wow so there are some there are some arguments you see one thing one thing about the Bible is that you can prove it with history. All from the book of Genesis to Revelation, everything is tested. Okay? So, some people would say, well, some people believe that Jesus came. Some people believe Jesus didn't die. Some people believe he died. He never rose again. But as Christians, one thing he's trying to make us understand is that, listen, our power as believers is in the resurrection of Christ. Because when he resurrected, that is when he had power over death and sin. And that his resurrection is what gives us access on this way, which is Jesus. And so we should understand that there are many people there. There are many ideologies there are many conversations that jesus are the first people never even came to the flesh jesus has never come listen he said that this is a deception so many things will sway you from the thoughts that there is a way or there is a path that leads to salvation there is a path that leads and connects us back to the father he says that be careful there are people who can deceive you of this and in john demonstrating his love for this woman made it clear to her that listen many people can deceive you thinking that even jesus never came in the first place so the moment you believe jesus never came in the first place you will think that all oh, whatever is being talked about is rubbish but these are truths these are truths that are the pillars of your faith if these pillars are not there your faith can't work your faith can't stand please i hope you are following so it's really important for us to understand this truth and hold it so dear in our hearts okay amen so now jesus being the way another dimension of it is that he's the one we should follow mm -hmm. he's the one we should follow let's read first corinthians chapter 11 verse 1 first corinthians chapter 11 verse 1 when we say someone is a way that means that it is actually a, a path that can be followed something that has a beginning and an end so something that you can or a dire it has a direction that leads to a place okay and so when jesus is the way that means that he can guide us to where we need to get to um first corinthians 
chapter 11. Thank you, Holy Spirit. From verse 1. Now, this is an apostle of Jesus Christ. And he has many apostles. He's actually one of the people who wrote almost or most of the New Testament, actually. And he says something very interesting here. <laughs> he says, are you there? First Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1. He says, be ye followers of me. Wow. How can a man have this boldness? Now he's trying to, he's making the point. Be, follow me. Be ye followers of me. Even as I also am of Christ. So this is an apostle who represents the Christ we are talking about. He's an apostle who is there to push the agenda of God. And he's telling the people, the church, that listen, follow me. But the, the clause for following me is that you need to follow me as long as I am following Christ. Because Christ is the way. So even though I'm an apostle to you, if you don't see that I am following the ways of Christ, because he is the way, be careful. So he didn't say just follow me and leave it there. Follow me as I am following Christ. Let's read other versions. It's very interesting. In the in Amplified Version, it says, Pattern yourself after me. Follow my example as I imitate and follow Christ the Messiah. So, as Jesus is not with us in person, but the Spirit is with us, and he has given gifts to us as men of God, pastors, etc., we need to understand that these people are supposed to be patterning their lives after Christ. But how can you know that maybe someone is not following Christ? If you don't know him, and the sad thing is that if you don't know his word, how can you even know whether this is this thing is in line with him or not? But the sad thing is that you can follow a man. If the man is not following God, you have missed it. And there is no excuse. That's why he's when Apostle John was speaking, he said that out of love, he was speaking to the lady, he says, out of love, there are people, they can see you. And Jesus is the way. So there is no excuse. If you miss Jesus, you have missed it. There is no excuse. So it's good we are building our understanding about who Jesus is. So if you know Jesus is the way, and then we should follow men as long as they are following Christ. That means that there is no excuse for anyone. That is why by his spirit, he would have us to go through these realities. For our prophet, say amen. God bless you so much for following. And so, Paul made us to understand, okay, that there is a path that everybody is following. As a matter of fact, everybody on earth is following somebody or something. Nope, nobody is there doing nothing. That's why people have, we have social media influencers. And let me tell you something. If you follow someone, you listen to their words. Okay, Jesus said, if you love me, you obey my commandment. So to follow someone, don't take it literally. Like, you know, someone is walking somewhere, you are following the person. So there are some people, they follow maybe someone on YouTube and they listen to them day and night. What you are doing is that you, the person is leading you to a place. But the question is, where is this person leading me? Is this person leading me on the narrow way or this person is leading me on the broad way? You can only tell if this person is leading you on the narrow way. If this person is also being led by the way, which is Jesus Christ. Please, I believe you are following. So there is no excuse for anyone. You have this responsibility to ensure that if you are in Christ, if you've come to accept Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, you need to follow his footsteps. And even if you are following anybody, you need to ensure that this person is indeed following Christ. Hallelujah. God bless you for listening. And so I will encourage you to follow this on our online church because what we are trying to do is to build people to understand Jesus and follow him well. So don't take our meetings for granted because your life is going to be transformed. There are wonderful things from God that you are going to understand. And this is going to urge you and build you as a believer to get to wherever God has ordained you to get to in the name of Jesus. Okay, so let's follow this so carefully. So I'll ask one question. Who are you following? What are you following? On social media, there are many people, they are following many things. Which destination do you want to get to? 
And so if you can answer this question in all sincerity and in all confidence that whatever you're following is leading you on the way, I can say, well done. I can say, I can predict your end. Your end will be with the Father. Your end will be in the kingdom. Your end will be eternal life. Your end will be salvation. Hallelujah. God bless you so much for following. So I would encourage you, as I said, feel a part of this. Don't just say, well, this is an online meeting that they share the word of God and you know, oh, well, I have so many busy things to win. This is just for an hour. And I believe that this hour is going to transform your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Let's read the scripture, Luke chapter 6, verse 39. Jesus asks an interesting question. Luke, the book of Luke chapter 6, verse 39. Thank, thank you, Jesus. Luke 6. Hallelujah. Okay, so the book of Luke chapter 6, verse 39. Are you there? Let's read. He says, And he spoke a parable unto them. Can the blind lead the blind? Shall they both... Shall they not both fall into a pit? This is Jesus speaking. The way he's speaking, he said that can the blind lead the blind? Now, he is the way. And he said that I am the way. Imagine, and you've ignored me to say you are going to the Father. Now, the person who is leading you is the person the way. If the person leading you is not the way, don't forget, he says that it's like a blind person leading another blind person. Where would they get to? They will get nowhere. Hallelujah. So I read the Amplified verse. He says, He further told them a Proverbs. Can a blind man guide and direct a blind man? Would they not both stumble into a ditch or a hole in the ground? So if a blind can't lead a blind, the way he's speaking, I'm actually recommending Jesus for you. He is the way. So every area of your life, he knows the end from the beginning. Which area of your life do you think you are having a problem with which place in your life do you think you are lacking direction i'm recommending jesus for you he is the way he knows where that he has ordained you to be don't forget god created us so anyone if, for example if you you buy a product and that product you are having an issues the best person who can deal with this issue for you is the manufacturer so sometimes if you buy a product and you send it to maybe a way uh, wayside repairer and they are not able to do it for you and you send it to the manufacturer the manufacturers are the last point of contact because they made the product they have what it takes to replace the product sometimes if you they give a warranty so if your product get destroyed before the end of that period or the warranties period what happens is sometimes they can even change the product and give you a new brand new one and so see it in that regard. God created us for a purpose. And so if we are having issues, whatever area of your life, God created you for a purpose. And so you can't get to whatever destination you are ordained to get to if you miss the way. And so you can't think that you can do things your way. Your way is different from God's way. And don't forget, the way you claim to be your way is actually a way that you are being influenced on. So most of the time, people are informed by their friends. So let's say, for example, you want a product. Let's say you want to buy a phone. And you say, well, I need this phone. And a friend can recommend, oh, try this phone. It's really good. You you watch television. Television may inform you. You go on social media and type the best one of the best phones in 2023. And some recommendations will come. So most of the time, we make decisions based on information available to us. And so we are being directed by ways or we are being shown ways or we are being guided sometimes consciously or unconsciously and so which area of your life do you think you need help i'm recommending jesus for you he is the way he he is the one who created us he without him was anything made that was made so whatever problem you think you're going through he is the one that has the solution he is the way so if you are stumbling and you don't know what to do you don't think your life is amounting to anything i'm promising you jesus he is the way. He can show you. He can take you to where he actually created you to be. And if you think your life is worse, 
or the worst the worst life you can ever think of in this world let me tell you the same way sometimes we buy products and we will go back to the manufacturers and they wouldn't give us the same product they will give us new things jesus can give you a new life he can give you a new direction he can give you new destiny he can give you new hope he can give you new future believe he ain't the way and he says that listen you can be deceived you can think there are many ways elsewhere oh i can do this myself oh i know this person i have this connection listen he ends the way and so if you can connect your life you can connect every aspect of your life with him he has actually warranted himself for us forever as long as we can come to him because sometimes with the product sellers they give you a time you can only bring your product maybe after three or four years you can't bring the product again sometimes even after six months or sometimes you need to pay for a longer or an extended warranty jesus has given us this warranty forever as long as you have life his arms are open wide to lead you to guide you don't think your life is worse listen that is why he is there he is here for you and his arms are open if only you would believe that he can change your life he will change your life and he will make you a wonder he will make you a miracle he will make you an answer in Jesus name hallelujah let's read our last scripture because for the sake of time let's read our last scripture 2nd Corinthians chapter 4 verse 4 the book of 2nd Corinthians quickly um, 2nd Corinthians chapter 4 verse 4 you see there is something that you need to understand as a believer no man died for you no body died for you he is the one who died for you are you okay he's the one who died for you and he resurrected so that we might have life and so if only you can believe this if you can have faith that jesus i believe you are the way i believe you know where my destiny should be listen that is where you are actually going to start changing your life story that is where people are going to see you as a wonder in the name of jesus let's read that last scripture 2nd corinthians chapter 4 verse 4 he says in whom the god of this let's read from the first one okay so that we would really understand um the context so let's start from verse one it says i want us to read amplified because sometimes it really brings things up very well he says second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 1 it says therefore since we do hold and engage in this ministry by the mercy of god granting us favor benefit opportunities and especially salvation we do not get discouraged, spiritless and despondent with fear and become faint with weariness and exhaustion. You see, so we have to understand that there are benefits, there are favors, there are opportunities in this gift God has given us. So we shouldn't feel spiritless. We shouldn't feel, we shouldn't faint. We shouldn't feel tired of life. Listen, he says that we shouldn't feel exhausted. There is something bigger which has more opportunities. Let's move on. We have renounced these graceful weights, secret thoughts, feelings, desires, and underhandedness and methods and acts that men hide through shame. We refuse to deal craftily, to practice strictly and cunning, or to adulterate or handle dishonestly the word of God. But we state the truth openly, clearly, and candidly. So we command ourselves in the sight and presence of God to every man's conscience. Verse 3. But if, it says, But even if our gospel and glad tidings also be hidden, obscured and covered up with a veil that hinders the knowledge of God, it is hidden only to those who are perishing and obscured only to those who are spiritually dying and veiling to those who are lost. So he's trying to make us understand that this gospel is a glad tidings that brings transformation. So he said that if this gospel is hidden, it's hidden from people who have already rejected God. And now he's beginning to explain these people who have rejected God. They've not rejected God for no reason. He says that for the God of this world 
has blinded the unbelievers' mind, that they should not discern the truth, preventing, preventing them from seeing the illuminating light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image and likeness of God. So you need to understand that if people are rejecting to see this way, it is not by their effort. Something is happening. Because the one who who made Adam, who convinced Adam and Eve to eat the fruit is still available. And it's not, it's not resting until he ensures that Adam's descendants still remain in the state. So now that Christ has come and has brought salvation to us, the moment you open your heart up, you are going to be transformed. You are going to break forth from this influence that blinds men. And your life is going to be a wonder and a miracle to many. And you are actually going to fulfill the purpose of the one who created you in the name of Jesus. So I'm encouraging you to open your heart to Jesus. He is the way. He's the one who can direct us on the right path. He's the one who can guide us even in our destinies, in our education, in our finances, in whatever we are doing. So I recommend Jesus to you. If you would open your heart to receive him, if you would open your mind to engage with him, he is here and his spirit is here and he's going to transform your life and he's going to make your life beautiful than you ever thought. In the name of Jesus. At this point, I want to pray. First, I want us to pray and I want to give an opportunity for anyone who wants Jesus to come into their life to lead them. Who wants this Savior who has brought the life of God to man to have an encounter with him? Who now wants to access the life that we lost through the sin of Adam? He is here and he's ready to help us. He's ready. His arms are open wide. He says, let's read Romans chapter number 10. Quickly. He says in Romans chapter 10 verse 8. Verse 8, we are reading to verse 10. He says, But what said it? The word is nigh thee. You see, salvation is so close to you. Listen, he says, Even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that is the word of faith which we preach. He says, That if thou confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in thy heart that God had raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. This is salvation. So it is not any wondrous dealings. He's saying that this man, don't forget, through Adam's sin, he ate a fruit. It was an act and sin came to reign. And in this same way, Jesus came. He came to die and he has resurrected. Anyone, he says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Why? Because his resurrection is what brought life. His resurrection is what he defeated death and sin. He says that you will be saved. So now, in the realm of the spirit, you'll be translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. You'll be translated to be part of those who are referred to as the believers. Those who have the right to engage with the way, which is Jesus. And in verse 10, he makes it so clear. He says that for with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So there are two things that you need to do if you want to engage with this way. Believe in your heart that Jesus was raised from the dead and it will be accounted for you for righteousness. And now say with your mouth, confess with your mouth and then you will be saved. So I want to encourage anybody who wants to give their life to Jesus. He is ready to lead you on the way. He is ready to guide you in the name of Jesus. So if you can pray with me, just quickly say dear Lord Jesus thank you for coming to die for me I believe you came to die I believe you came to die and you resurrected on the third day I confess you as my Lord and Savior. From today, I am a child of God. 
sin and death do not have dominion over me again. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Listen, dear, this prayer you've prayed has transformed your life. Now you have been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear son. Believe it that Jesus is the way. Whatever that concerns your life, from today, whatever you are going through, just lift up your voice and say, Jesus, this is what I'm going through. Guide me. And you would see wondrous things. And I would encourage you to join our meetings as we have started. We'll be sharing a lot of God's word. And I believe this is an online church. Okay? So, believe that God is going to do wondrous things in your life. And we are here for you. We will guide you. We will pray with you. Whatever you're going through by the power of God. God is going to transform it. I want, that to, I want us to pray quickly. That we are praying that Father in the name of Jesus. Every area of my life, Jesus. Lead me in every area of my life. Show me your ways in every area of my life. Concerning my education. Concerning my job. Concerning my finances. Concerning everything about me, Lord. Show me the way. Show me how I should do things. Guide me. In the name of Jesus, lift up your voice in prayer. Lord, guide me, guide me in the name of Jesus. Be the way for me, Lord. Show me what I ought to do at every point. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice and pray, pray, pray. Guide me, O Lord, guide me, O Lord. In the name of Jesus, guide me, O Lord. Guide me, O Lord. Ratosha. Reka paka paka pa. Zanterebere. Rita da 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 dosha. In the name of Jesus. Now we are praying our next prayer. We are praying that Father in the name of Jesus. Any way that I find myself on. Anybody I am following. That is not following you, Jesus. Remove me from that path. Remove me from that way. Remove me from that path. Remove me from that way. In the name of Jesus, lift up your voice in prayer. Anybody I'm following that is not following Christ. In the name of Jesus, Father, remove me from this path. Remove me from following such a person. In the name of Jesus, anybody and I'm following, Lord, any path I am on, that is not the path of Christ. Any road I am on, that is not the road of Christ or that is the broad road or the broad way, Lord. Take me onto the narrow way. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in in the name of Jesus, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Now, I want to pray for somebody. The Bible says that he, when he sent his disciples, he confirmed the word with signs following. I believe in the power of God. I believe that God has power to overcome every situation that is not in line with your will and destiny. With his will and your destiny. In the name of Jesus, I want us to pray. Just lift up your heart unto this prayer i'm praying that father in the name of jesus anybody under the sound of my voice that is under the influence of the devil that's under the influence of forces that are not of christ i pray that precious holy spirit let your power deliver them in the name of jesus if anyone is going through any situation that is not in line with your will and destiny for this person lord let by your power let there be a deliverance in the name of jesus let even their needs even by virtue of this opportunity to even hear your word let their needs be addressed in the name of the lord jesus may they have a testimony that indeed god is real and that he is the way for their lives in the name of Jesus. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit, for accomplishing wondrous things. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. I believe that God has done everything for you. And if there are testimonies in case you sense that God has done something, I believe he has. If you want to share, you can just send it to us by us via our social media channels. God bless you so much. And we are going to have our next meeting on Wednesday. Listen, the word of God is really important. On Wednesdays, um, we we share the word of God because it's an online church. We share the word of God, and on Fridays we pray. So Wednesdays, seven thirty, and Sunday seven thirty, we share the word of God, and on Fridays eight p.m. we pray. Prayer is really important. So I will urge you to share the link with your friends. Invite your friends. Invite people. And let's meet online again. Let's join. If you've got questions, if you've got concerns, anything, just send it onto our social media channel. Thank you so much for joining us and I would see you again on Wednesday. God bless you so much and your life has been transformed in Jesus' mighty name. Stay blessed.
don't forget jesus loves you and he came to die for you and your life is a wonder to many in the name of jesus amen all glory to jesus dear one we've come to an end of today's episode of god's word it was wonderful having you and we believe you have been blessed by the word of god please follow us on our social media channels and groups with the name dexterity church for more depths and inspirations from god please subscribe and follow us on facebook on youtube podcast telegram TikTok, Instagram, and Twitch, all with the same name, Dexterity Church, to access our audio and video messages of God's Word. Have a blessed day, and we hope to hear from you very soon. May the mercies and the grace and the power of God sustain you in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.